Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. everyone. Welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. And today is, I cheated. Okay. So <laughs> this today is actually a speech that I gave to a ICPA, um, a peds group at a chiropractic college. And I go through the top six or seven, I don't know, you'll see, I kind of lose track of like, I had a very detailed note when I was speaking, but then I was like, there's a sub point. Anyways, six or seven things that I see um, offices, pediatric offices doing wrong or could improve upon. Um, so this is me. I gave this speech a couple months ago. I love talking to students. Um, they have the best questions, to be honest, and they're just, they're really fun, and they're so hopeful, and I love them. I love them so much. But before we start, we are going to do our listener highlight, and this is from Melissa Hopper, and it says, I just came across your podcast and am listening to older episodes. Just heard episode four. You said you're not enough because no one is. It spoke to me because I've been struggling with perfectionism. Thank you for your podcast. Um, thank you, Melissa, for sending me that note. I really appreciate it. It's funny because I'm like, whoa, episode four. That was so long ago. And then it kind of freaks me out to think that when people first find the podcast, they start with the old episodes. Like that's what people do. And I'm like, oh gosh, were those episodes any good? Like I'm pretty sure in the very first episode, I just say like, this might be a terrible podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what this is going to be? Um, which is also crazy that we are approaching our, our um, 100th episode which is just nuts. Like that's, it's insane to me. I should throw like a hundred party or something, do something cool. Have you all, have you all over? Um, okay. So we're going to kind of get down to business. Um, and I'm going to let you listen to this, but before we do, I have one more thing and then we're going to pray. Um, for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly and are not on our weekly slay list. Um, the, our, the weekly slay is a weekly, short, inspirational, semi-stoic, semi-cynical, semi-comical, semi-religious, semi-asshole-ish, semi-entrepreneurial 
um, inspiration. It's our little weekly blurb that we email out to our list. Um, and they're just like funny, inspirational thoughts to kind of get you motivated and rethinking about something maybe a different way. And so to sign up for that, follow us on Instagram. You probably already do that, but click the link in bio and you will see like weekly slay and do that. And then you just get a little, you know, a little extra dose of me in your inbox because I know, I know you want more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can be friends. Okay. So let's pray and then let's do this. Dear God, thank you so much for students. They're amazing. We, in fact, I feel like we're getting to a point where we don't have enough students. I feel like we have so many chiropractors that are having such impact and we've got students that are coming out and making impact. And like, is chiropractic actually like getting to the tipping point where there's not enough students to fulfill the jobs and the need and all of this? I hope so. Do great things with the students that listen to this. Do the great things with the people who listen to this podcast. Anytime we talk about social media, you know I get a little like squirmy and like, oh, um, because it can be such a vanity metric. And I hope that anytime someone is hearing me talk about improvement, whether this is improvement in their clinic or their marketing or parenting or relationships, this podcast is never meant to shed shame or doubt on people. Any, if anything, I want this podcast to do the opposite. I wish this. Po I wish I could reach through this listening device, through this microphone, and give whoever's listening a hug and let them know, like, I am not perfect. Nobody is perfect. You are a badass for even trying to improve yourself, for even listening. And just like thinking about it, you're doing a great job and let all the students know that, you know, they're not going to be perfect and they're not going to be perfect five years into practice or 10 years. But this is just a journey where we are all just showing up really to serve others and to fulfill our purpose, our dharma on this earth um, that you've set in motion. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, crew, buckle in, get your notebooks ready because I talk about a million miles an hour in this one because when I'm giving a speech, I have a time limit. So I don't get to just ramble on and on on tangents. So buckle up. All right, enjoy. I love social media. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, so a couple months ago, I was supposed to talk at an in-person event for chiropractors. And um, I was positioned to talk for an hour and 15 minutes on social media. And um, what ended up happening is like another speaker, like really got injured the night before, was not going to be flying in. And she was going to be speaking for an hour and 15 minutes. And so they came and they're like, could you talk for two and a half hours? This is like the morning of. And I'm like, on social media? I mean, maybe I can try. Oh my God. They had to cut me off. They're like, Hey, it's time to go to lunch. I didn't even get through everything. So like, I love talking about social media. It's kind of this like embarrassing little thing. That's like how much I love it. Um, it's definitely a love hate relationship. Um, but yeah, so it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So last time, I think I talked a lot about like just 10 marketing mistakes. And I feel bad because this is also kind of along the lines of mistakes that I see. So before I kind of jump into like the top six mistakes that I see a lot of pediatric chiropractors using, doing with their social media, I want to start with like a sub 
mistake. So it's not one of the six, but it's like an important note to mention. Um, and that is the fact that too many people expect their social media to be perfect. So like, it's kind of ironic that before I'm about to tell you six things that you are probably doing wrong and you need to stop them and you need to make like, I just want to like everyone take a woosah moment and realize that like, I don't run my own clinics account. Um, I have one of my, you know, CAs does it. She's amazing. But like, as I'm going through some of these things, I'm like, oh, we probably are not doing that. Or we probably are doing that. And so these are important things to know. They're important things to keep in mind. But ultimately, one of the worst things you can do is struggle with um, worrying about perfection and really beating yourself up in comparison, because then what's going to happen is you're not going to post very often and you're going to have um, a bad relationship with your social media. And we don't want that. OK, like social media can absolutely drive people insane. And that will get in your way of getting your message through of worrying about like, oh, that one didn't get that many likes. And like that one, should I take it down? And so like sub problem one let go of any uh, false pretenses that you are going to have this perfect social media because there are no badges. Although there probably are like social media awards, but you're probably not gonna get one, okay? So problem number one that I see is that too many people treat their social media like a magazine. So I should preface that when I'm talking social media right now, I am, I am gonna reference Instagram and Facebook as the key. Yes, TikTok is fantastic. Are there chiropractors who are killing it on TikTok? Yes. Are there chiropractors who are transitioning um, TikTok videos into patients? Yes. But ultimately, when the data comes down to it, most pediatric chiropractors are looking to their target audience is a female between the age of like 23 and 38 because you're a pediatric chiropractor, right? You want people, you want moms and people who are about to become moms. So that's, that's a certain age group. And as of now, that age group is doing most of their actual picking choices for their family still from Facebook and Instagram. So like, not to say you shouldn't be doing TikTok, but throughout this talk, when I'm saying like, don't do this, don't do that, I'm referencing those two platforms. Okay, so when I say act like a magazine, there's a couple things I mean. First, I mean that the photos are all picture perfect stock looking photos. Now I will say that a year, year and a half ago, that was what Instagram expected. Like the consumer on Instagram did not want to see messy photos. They didn't want to see, like they wanted to see beautiful highlight reel things. Well, now with people's attention span just being so altered, like I feel like 2020 was rough, right? Like it probably happened in 2020 or 2019, but our consumer is just a little more skeptical now. And they're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, everything is just roses in your clinic and like, like, and it's not to say that you don't want to show up with really great photos, smiling faces, but that shouldn't be the only thing on your page, okay? So like, it's okay to have um, humanizing photos. So one thing, when I was talking to an Instagram, I was interviewing an Instagram expert a few weeks ago, and she said that one of the categories that she recommends all chiropractic clinics has is kind of this more personal element. And so like I said, our clinic, our page is not perfect. This is something we are starting to incorporate now, but on our clinic page, we don't have anything that's like me, you know, I just went to Punta Cana. There was no like, here's a family photo of Dr. Lauren while she's out of the office. Don't forget, Dr. Jess is here. Now, using my brain and like understanding what has done well, that photo would have done really well with our patients. Our patients would have loved to see me like with my family on a beach. Like maybe I went to post it in a bikini, but like they would have loved that because they like me. And so, you know, make sure that you have some of your unique personality. If you are a coach to a little kid's soccer league, don't be afraid to post a photo of like, did you know that Dr. Sarah like loves soccer and she was an athlete and it can be a funny picture of you with the kids. It does not have to be this like professional, pristine stock photo pictures. Um, show up as a human 
And they, that's what people are really searching for is like, hey, you're a real person on the other side of this app. So the other thing that I see in this whole like act like a magazine is that there's no diversity in um, the delivery of the content, meaning that it is pictures with words, pictures with words, pictures with words. And both Facebook and even more so Instagram is exploding for you, the professional who's trying to sell a product to the consumer. Um, and, and don't get too messed up. Like I'm going to like when it comes to our patients, I'm going to call them the consumer in this just because like that is social media lingo. It's, it's really, I don't know if anybody's seen the like Netflix documentary. Um, I forget what it was called, but like, it's basically how social media is killing us all. And they're talking about, there's only two industries where you talk about them, like the consumer, like the illicit drug market and social media. Anyway, so when you were looking at, you know, delivering your message, trying to make an impact and selling chiropractic to your community, I encourage you to look beyond just photos and this well-written out content piece. There's a place for it for sure, but people are more and more wanting video. They want video, video, video. It has to do with the fact that our attention span um, in the last few years has gone, well, over the last decade, has basically gone from about 12 seconds to somewhere bet between six and nine seconds. So to like give you a frame of reference, I think like a goldfish's attention span is around nine seconds and we're around six seconds. So like we have a less attention span than goldfish now. And so the reason that video performs better is because usually there is movement that is happening with video. So even if that's just me talking and using my hands and maybe there's subtitles that are like popping up and like you'll find yourself like watching the words or if it's an adjustment, there's movement. If it's me giving a tour of the clinic. Um, so whether you are incorporating this as uh, Facebook Lives, IGTV Lives, Reels, I mean, Reels are its own thing. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, but especially on, if you're gonna use like Insta Stories, if it can be a video, make it a video. So for instance, here's just like how quickly social media changes. A year ago, like here's like a selfie, me and my coffee, right? Love my local coffee shop. Now, instead, what I'll do is I will take a three to five second video of me drinking my coffee. It doesn't even have to be a boomerang anymore. Like it can literally just be that, throw music on it. But that is so much more engaging of our brains right now. It just captures our attention so much more. So I want you to use your, your Instagram and your Facebook, like utilize the video, have all these different things in there, but like, don't just use the photos because people are kind of getting bored with them. So, um, you know, that takes me to my last point within like this acting like a magazine is the overuse of Canva. Listen, I love Canva. I pay for a pro account and I would recommend all of you do as well. Um, but Canva templates are not always your friend. So here's what I will say is like avoid the stereotypical like we're closed for Memorial Day Canva where you can like picture like the flag and like the soldier and like great. Don't use that. Don't waste your time. I would literally rather you take a selfie like drinking coffee and saying we're closed. Like, I don't care what, but like that, that type of use of Canva is a little more old school. People are used to just being advertised to, and they just scroll right over it. You don't need to announce on your Instagram that you're closed for Memorial Day, unless you have a funnier, better, more creative way of using it. So please back off Canva. Now, later I will talk about not using Canva enough, so we'll get there, but there is this sweet spot and a lot of docs are using way too much of those stock images. Same thing with ICPA. I love their things, but like share them on your story. But like, that doesn't mean anything to me. If I'm a local mom in your town, like take a photo of you adjusting a kid and take the same research. Like, you know, a lot of times the ICPA images that they'll post will have like 94% of yada yada. Um, take that and put that over a picture of you, the doctor adjusting a kid. It is going to have so much more impact. Okay. 
So problem number two that I see is that chiropractors take, 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 take. That's all we do. And we don't even realize we're doing it, but we are just using our social media to get patients and tell them like why they need chiropractic and like how I can help them. And please sign up as a new patient. And did you see my new patient special? And did you know that I helped this? And did you know that I helped this? And we don't realize that the, did you know that I can help with isn't a give. It's a take. It's an ask. You are asking that mom to consider signing their child up for chiropractic. And I'm not saying don't do that. You need to have a fair amount of education in there. But for once in a while, throw them something that has nothing to do with like you benefiting, like throw out a mom hack on changing diapers or like organizing their clothes or nipple shields or breastfeeding that doesn't have like, and did you know that chiropractic is the greatest thing ever? And that like, I can actually help everything. Like just be a resource for your person. Give at least as much as you take. So other things of giving besides like hacks, tips, um, you know, like you can show an ideal smoothie for um, a, a kid in the morning. Like all of those are gives, you know, what, and what the thing is, is like, it still works for you. Like, even though you're not saying, and buy this supplement is the greatest supplement ever and come to my clinic and buy it, take, 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 take. Um, you just showing up and delivering this Again, like let's say it's a smoothie, a healthy smoothie for your kids that they can drink on the way to school. You are showing up on video. So they get to see what you sound like, how you interact, how much confidence you carry. You get to come across as knowledgeable. So even though you didn't talk about chiropractic at all, that mom is going, she seems like she gets kids. They don't, like not everything is about, does she understand chiropractic and pediatrics? Moms wanna know that you get kids. Okay. And so like that does marketing for you, even when you don't feel like you're giving a direct ask for them to become a chiropractic patient, you are still marketing and developing so much trust and like street cred with that mom. So another thing we do is we'll post something and then we'll just wait for people to like and comment, like come comment. Nobody's commenting. Nobody's liking, nobody's sharing my stuff. And how often are you going and sharing and commenting and liking on other people's stuff? Most of the time it is pretty nil. So you, you know, are sad that like none of the local businesses are sharing this cool kids event that you're having this family friendly circus outdoor event. Like how come the local daycares aren't sharing it? And how come like nobody else is like promoting your event? Have you established that relationship with other businesses? So a lot of times this kind of goes back to the like, take, take, take. We get very like, well, how come nobody's like other businesses are like, this is a family friendly thing. The community should be behind this. But if you don't make a valiant effort to call out like, hey, this daycare, did you see this event that they're doing this like, um, you know, car seat check? Did you see that this is doing that? Like, I don't wanna say that social media is a tit for tat by any means, but what you're doing is you are training whoever runs that person's social media because they're just as self-consumed about their content as we are, right? So like anytime that another business shares like, hey, did you see the soups of the week? At, like that business is going, yes, thank you for sharing that. I want more business. But what you're doing is you're training them of like, this is how we take care of each other. This is how businesses take care of each other. You're training them. But so often we're just sad like that they haven't been trained. So just do the work. Um, the other thing is also, you know, most people now at this point know that you need to respond to every comment. So that's not like groundbreaking news. Um, but go and comment on your, the people you're following on their posts. Like we, it is recommended that our social media marketing person spends five to 10 minutes just scrolling and commenting on like, you know, let's say that one of our practice members, they got family photos. Like 
oh my gosh, I can't believe you got, you captured a smile from the kids. Like he's getting so big. Like, and now before we go like, oh, what about HIPAA? At no point would I recommend commenting, oh my gosh, he's so much bigger than the last time I adjusted him in my clinic six months ago. Don't be a weirdo. Like just commenting, you look so happy. He's getting big. These are not, these are not HIPAA breaking comments, people. These are just you like engaging and doing it, you know? So there's this line between being a creeper and just being social, which social media is social, um, you know, and the line just, okay, so you want to know, well, wait, Lauren, where is the line? Is if you are following someone who has never interacted with your, your business, like they've never been a patient and they don't follow your business and like, then you've got like one or two comments that you can do occasionally. Okay. Like, don't be obvious that you're like trying to solicit people. You know, if you're like commenting on everything they do, like hoping that they'll become a patient, you've crossed the line into creepy. Okay. So like occasional, occasional, but if they're patients, like, you know, throw them love because again, you are training them that I comment on your stuff and it breaks down this barrier that like, they will then start commenting on your stuff more. It's all training. Okay. Um, so number three is that you are not, and this is kind of like only having pictures, but you are not utilizing all of the features of the app or the platform. So Instagram specifically, they want you as a business to find their app helpful in getting consumers. Okay. So this means that they are making guides, reels, branded content. Um, they're giving you analytics. So let's start with guides. Guides are um, new-ish, ish, um, but they're great. They've really called out how little I educate. Like it, it kind of like makes you look at your content and go shoot because what it does, you get to label a guide. So let's say you're gonna say um, ear infections or pregnancy, or maybe it's just like pediatric chiropractic. And then your options to add to that guide are any of your previous posts on your feed. And so it's kind of like, so it's nice when you have 300 posts over five years, you can go through and organize them into one spot. Or as you're starting out, you know, you know, have 300 posts over five years, but you might have, you know, a hundred posts for sure over your first six months. And naturally a consumer tends to only look at your first six to nine, maybe 12 posts. And they don't typically scroll through looking at your content. They're really only going to look at your pictures and tap on one or two that like draw their attention. And so if you have the most wonderful post on how chiropractic helps colic, ear infections, pregnancy, whatever, and it was your second post that you ever did, and it was five months and three weeks ago, the chances of a consumer seeing that or a potential patient seeing that are pretty slim. They're not like, so what you can do is you can put all of these like educational posts, these like-minded, like grouped posts in a guide. So then it doesn't matter if that post was released yesterday or a year ago, then the consumer, the way they're going to use guides is like, well, I clicked on ear infections. So now I am actually going to scroll through and read what you wrote about ear infections, because I wouldn't be clicking on ear infections unless I cared. Yeah. Teach me a little bit about ear infections. So guides is something that's new. By the time you graduate and have an Instagram account, I don't know what's going to have, but like that is a feature. Be using the feature. Another one is reels. I don't know if you know this, but I really love reels. I just released a course in December about reels because they are being shown exponentially more than any other content that you can have. Like, so on average, if I post something to my feed, um, or, you know, and this is within Facebook and Instagram or on stories, anywhere between five to 10% of my patients who follow me will see it, which sucks. Like, yes, if it's a real, if it's a post that's getting a lot of comments, 
then that might go up more. But on average, a reel will get close to 50% just of your followers. And that's just like a mediocre um, reel. Like a typical reel is getting 75 to 100% of the number of impressions and reach that you have as following, which just comparatively in the analytics is crazy and out there. So if you're not using reels, like, you know, be using them. They're super helpful. Um, the other thing that's really nice about reels is it forces you as the doc to consolidate your damn message. Like, don't like you don't have three minutes to teach me about your infections quick you've got 30 seconds what do you got for me because reminder our attention spans suck now so it forces you to really level up your game as to like what do i need to say how am i going to keep them engaged what's the like twist that's going to keep them watching past the like 10 second mark and it forces you to really get good at delivering your message clearly um so another one is the highlights highlights is that other feature that is you know right under you know right above your feed but right below your bio so, you know, highlights, I don't think they need to look all like have perfect little things. I think if you go to my uh, account, yes, they are currently perfect little matching things, but like they don't need to be like it's, it's, it's we're over that, you know, like it just needs to be the topic. So I would recommend always having a highlight that is like getting started or like new, like how a new patient will start at your clinic and a nice series of like stories that tells the story in order for somebody who's thinking about becoming a new patient. What is that like? Okay. And it's going to be front and center. So that should always be a highlight on your Instagram. Now this is, I don't think Facebook has anything really like this. You can like go into videos and like lump stuff a little bit, but like, this is very uh, Instagram specific thing. Another thing that should always be front and center is testimonials in your highlights. Okay. Um, just those like grabbing one sentence, one sentences from your Google reviews, your Facebook reviews, and putting them into an Insta story. Like, so people can just kind of cruise through there. Anything beyond those two, health tips, kids getting adjusted, like that's great. Um, but really, you know, be aware that anytime you add to a highlight, it's going to move that into the number one spot. And I don't ever want um, anything in the number one spot except for like getting started as a new patient and testimonials. So like, you know, you just have to be mindful of that, that like you kind of have to like re-add to get that there. Okay. Um, and then analytics, if you are using, uh, so some businesses are using a creator account. I get a lot of messages about this of like, I don't have this feature. Like, is it silly for me to be a creator account versus a business account? I would say be business if you can, if you are happy with what you are given as a business. Like usually the number one thing is like, but my business account doesn't have music. 85% of people are on Instagram without the audio on. So like the, you don't need music. Like the business account gives you more options in like selling and like a deeper look at your analytics from a business and clinic standpoint than the creator. But if you're just like, I really, my life is not complete without being able to put music on it. Like then fine, go to a creator. There's still tons of analytics out there and you can switch back to business. Like it doesn't, it takes a couple days. Um, but the analytics are going to tell you when is your, when is your ideal patient, the people who are following you, when are they most active? And let's say that you see they're most active between like noon and one, you're not going to want to post at noon or between noon and one. You actually want to post one to two hours ahead of that. Um, so, you know, like you want, it's not, it's kind of tricky. Like, wait, don't no, because you want to give time for Instagram to kind of determine like how well is this post doing? And that's what they've shown of like post it a little before it shows that your people are most active. Um, analytics is going to tell you, you know, on videos, how long somebody stuck around for to watch, just look at those. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't understand them. That's okay. You don't guess what? Do you know how many YouTube videos there are breaking down how to read your business Google, or like Instagram analytics or your Facebook ad analytics? Like Facebook and Instagram want to sell what you you have. If you are not getting a good response, your if your analytics suck, 
they don't want that. Like Instagram and Facebook don't have in, like a chip on their shoulder against chiropractic. They're not like medical doctors. Okay. Like Instagram, like you have a good product. People seem to like it. They want you to work for that. So like, don't be afraid to learn, go to YouTube, look at like, how do I read if my ad is performing well or not? But those are just, those analytics are there for you. All of these features are there for you and they want you to be using them. So don't, you know, kind of back to like problem one, don't just post a photo with content. Uh, okay, so number four is you're, a lot of people are just not repurposing their content. And that's a shame because content, content takes a lot of work. Like it takes a lot of work. So for instance, within our clinic, at the beginning of every month, I will do a five to 10 minute talk where I'm talking about a certain subject, whether it's pregnancy or stress or, you know, whatever the topic is. And we'll post that as a Facebook Live. We will post that as an IGTV. We will also post that on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And we will also email, well, like you email the link to YouTube, uh, to our email list saying like, did you see Dr. Lauren's most recent video on ear infections? And then like, there'll be a link to go watch it on YouTube. You know, like make sure that you are reusing these. If you love doing TikToks and that's like how you understand editing and filming a video and the trends, that's fine. Like some people are like, well, is it okay if I use my TikToks as like reels? Sure, I don't care. And like, whatever, is it ideal? Maybe not, but like what's less ideal is you not doing anything. So like what I would say to that person is, is which one do you have a true community following on? So if somebody's like, oh, well, I have way more followers on TikTok. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and are those followers other chiropractic students or are they moms in your community? And so a lot of times what people will say is like, oh no, I have way more moms in my community over on Instagram. Then I would say, I would encourage you to make a reel and then download it and upload it as a TikTok type of thing. It's just, it's nuanced stuff, but like make sure that you are repurposing your content as much as you can. So here's a big thing that, um, you know, I said we talk, people can go overboard on Canva. People cannot use Canva enough as well. So I recommend any educational post. So basically anything that is beyond, did you know Sarah coaches soccer? Did you know that like, we love coffee? <laughs> happy Friday. Besides those posts, which totally have a space. Like sometimes you're just like, this is a really cute baby picture. Mm, happy Friday. But you know, any post that you are educating I want you to put the pain point or title on that photo, okay? So what this looks like, and you can creep, you can creep on Blue Hills Chiropractic if you want. You'll see we just recently started doing this. Don't follow me. I'm going to unfollow, like, don't follow me because I will un, I'll have you unfollowed because we're trying to, like, target to only, like, our county, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But, like, but go creep, and you can see an example. But, like, instead of before where we would just post a photo of a kid getting adjusted, and then all of the meat and potatoes is like, hey, did you know that we can help with ear infections? Here's how, yada, yada, yada. Um, and all of this beautiful content is in here. What happens is, is two things. One, people are really just trained to like look at the photo. And like even that top hook doesn't work for us as much as it used to. So now what we will do is overlay on the photo. So we might have to like make it smaller or maybe, you know, like find a spot where we're not covering up anybody's faces. But we will put how chiropractic helps ear infections. Like whatever the like pain point of that content educational piece, we will put it on top of the photo because here's what happens. And this is how your content gets repurposed for you. And by repurposed, I mean something you posted a while ago actually will get seen again a month, two months later is, um, so let's say I'm a mom and I go to your, your feed and it's just all pretty photos, right? So scenario one is just photos or like maybe videos and you're like, ah, like screenshots of just your face about to talk. 
that means nothing to me. So maybe I'll click on a photo of that really cute kid. Oh, it says happy Friday. Mm, cool. And then I go back to your feed. I scroll just a little bit. I see another photo like, oh, she's really pretty. Like, I wonder if she's married. Okay. Um, and that's all I, that's all I do to interact. Now, scenario two, where you have random photos that say happy Friday, and then you've got your stuff labeled. I come over and I'm a mom and I see like, chiropractic gives shorter birth outcomes. Oh, it like, and now I'm looking at your feed. I haven't clicked into anything because that's not the nature of people. They don't click in and scroll like that, but I'm just looking at your feed, but I instantly know what each content post is about. So I am so much more likely to actually click on a photo, even if the photo wouldn't have originally grabbed my attention, if it is labeled something that's pertinent to me. So like, hopefully this makes sense because like this blew my mind when um, like I said, this is only, we've only been doing this for maybe two months, three months at most, but it was just like, oh yeah, duh. And we are seeing so much more return because people will go and they'll actually click on the pain points that are pertinent to them. So they don't all need to be labeled. It's okay to just throw in a photo from time to time. But if you are putting your heart and soul into writing a well-written piece of content, please make sure that that content has a great likelihood of being seen again by that ideal patient down the road. And then like group them into guides, okay? Um, so, you know, Canva is the whole point there of like too little Canva is you're not labeling your photos. The other thing with Canva that I will say is like the bomb.com, oh God, that sounds, makes me sound old, um, is carousels. Carousels, I didn't really know where to put this. Um, just goes back, like when I feel, I feel like when I talk about how to like hook a consumer or a patient, it just makes us as society sound terrible. Like just terrible. Like we're, we're just becoming like robots. Um, the social dilemma is that documentary that I was talking about on Netflix. Thank you for that, uh, Sydney. Um, but yeah, it, it really just points out how we are all just kind of predictable beings. So along with the fact that people don't tend to just respond to a photo and then three or four paragraphs of content the way they used to, um, is I would encourage you to start using carousel. So if you're not familiar with these are, you're likely engaging in them. So as you're scrolling, again, this is an Instagram thing, it will be like a series of three, four or five pictures. Now, sometimes it might just be like, here's five pictures of our trip to Disneyland. But, and you know, and they can be, you can just, they can be photos. They can be like, here's the five steps of becoming a new patient in our clinic. Like, and it's got, duh, 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 that's fine. Or they don't have to be photos. Instead of taking five paragraphs of educating on ear infections, you take five Canva slides and you can like throw like a photo on them, but you're going to put the text up on the picture, like a paragraph or three sentences. And the amount of engagement of people actually reading through it is, is astronomically higher. Like it's just people go like, oh, five reasons or, you know, five ways chiropractic helps your immune system. Swipe, they'll read it. Huh? They'll swipe, they'll swipe, they'll swipe. They'll actually go through and read them so much more than if your hook was five ways chiropractic helps and adjust or, um, the immune system. And that was like just the hook under a stagnant photo, like a single photo. And then you had one, two, three, four, five below. That carousel is going to perform so much better. Here's also why. Um, if I see that, again, just human nature is likely like, I'm going to swipe, I'm going to do that. Well, also what that's doing is, is I am now interacting with your post and Instagram is monitoring that. They're absolutely monitoring how long does someone stop and stare at a photo? How long? So like, yes, you do get bonus points if someone like sits and reads five paragraphs of like just in your feed, but like you get way more bonus points by them like because they're spending still the same amount of time, but they're also like interacting instead of just sitting and reading. Because sometimes people sit and read 
and you get like the bonus points from Instagram that they're like, they paused, but they didn't like it necessarily. So they didn't interact with the post. So like likes, shares, comments, swiping, those are all interactions. So like now you got them to pause and interact. And what does that do? That tells Instagram, oh, we might have an interesting post here. And they don't care what it is. I mean, they do care. They care if you're talking about COVID and vaccines and all the other stuff that like, we're, you know, whatever. Um, I love the trend now that chiropractors are not typing out the word COVID or vaccine, that, but they're like using emoji or they'll like type like, you know, my big problem with C and it's just like, oh, I, I like this. Um, I digress. So, you know, like, but basically the, the app just cares. Like, I don't know. They're talking about plagiocephaly. We don't give a rip if it's chiropractic or physical therapy or helmets. We just care that people are staying on the app. People are apparently liking this person is doing a good job of keeping our consumers on the app. And that's really all they care about. So make sure that you are using, you know, Canva to label your pictures and create some of those carousels. Okay. Two more. Uh, five, there's no call to actions. Hmm, this is a big problem. Your call to action is, it can be at the end of a reel, it can be at the end of IGTV, it can be at the end of a Facebook Live, um, it can be at the end of a post, it can be at the end of a carousel. I want, whenever possible, you to incorporate a call to action. If you have the diamond, gold, nugget, whatever, where you actually get your ideal patient to stop their scroll and read what you have done or watch through to the end of your reel, watch through to the end, whatever. Like if somebody has either read to the end of your post or watched to the end of your video, that means you are resonating with them. That's, that's the golden ticket. Like that's what you want. So now you just leave them. Like you had this amazing first date and like, you don't say like, I'll call you tomorrow. Like you just leave them expecting them to know what to do next. Like, no, you do not do that. So at the end of everything, if you have someone who has stuck with you till the end, tell them what to do next. Now call to actions, there's so many different call to actions you can do. You know, you can say, check out our IGTV on stress for more of this. Check out our guide on ear infections for more information. Um, go watch our link in profile for our YouTube video on this. Or you, it can be something simple. Like if you don't have like a, another video or whatever that you can send them, like for more information on this, check out this. Um, it can just be to schedule as a new patient to get your stress scan scheduled click the link in bio, or to chat with one of our front desk to see if we can help you with your headaches, click the link in bio, call, call us today, phone number, like, you know, just give them something. People need to be told what to do. So if this is a, if this isn't an educational piece and like, let's say it's a tip or, you know, like back to that, like, here's the perfect yummy smoothie for that kid to, um, you know, to drink on their way to school, share this with other moms. Like you always have a call to action. Like comment below if you think your kid would drink this smoothie. Like it's just, it is, I don't want to say it's tricking the analytics. It's playing with the algorithm to get more views. Um, Cause yeah, a lot of times people will say like, oh my gosh, I don't think there's any way my kid would drink that unless there was chocolate in it. You know, like whatever. So not all things have to be so like, did it get them to be a new patient? One of the hardest questions that I get because it's such a like lengthy topic is when a doc will ask about the ROI on social media. And I'm just like, listen, social media is about a relationship. Like that is about asking about the ROI on a specific workout, not working out a specific one. Did you lose weight when you went to the gym? Did you get stronger in that bicep curl superset you did? Like, and that's how social media is more is it's like, it's this long game of this relationship that you are building. Okay, um, last one, because I'm running out of time, um, is the wanting to go viral. This is a soapbox of mine. I am sure I have hurt so many people's feelings. But just by telling you, don't follow my clinic. I'll, unf I'll unfollow you, not unfollow you. I'll 
remove you as a follower to my clinic. Like She Slays, great. Guess who my target audience is for She Slays? Chiropractors. So I want you, but you know who I remove from She Slays? Um, patients in my area who've started like finding the account. I'm like, no, 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 not for you. And I like remove them. Um, brand managers who like, no, goodbye, goodbye. Uh, like weird guys who just like post like heart emojis on like, like, no, 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 you don't. You don't. Um, we just get so worried about followers and like, but doesn't more followers make you look good? to a point, okay? I'm not gonna say no, but I'm definitely not gonna say yes. Is 200 followers perhaps better looking than 20? Probably. Is 2,000 necessarily better than 200? No. And here's why, and it comes down to math. You want quality over quantity. You know how a chiropractor often goes viral? I guarantee you a post or a reel rarely ever goes viral in your town, okay? Most of the time, other chiropractors went, ooh, that's a really great educational piece. That's a cute reel. I am going to share it to my town across the country, and I'm going to get views there. Great for, like, global impact? Yes. Great for bringing patients into your brick and mortar? No. It does you no good. And it actually confuses the Facebook and Instagram algorithm as to who to show your content to. So if 30 chiropractors are like, oh my gosh, this chiropractor did such a good job of explaining how chiropractic or how Webster technique is. I'm in like 30 chiropractors shared across the country. That's great. But if the most interaction that your post has is from other chiropractors, it tells Instagram, show this to more chiropractors. No, no, no. It's not performing too hot with like non-chiropractors. So like dim that and show it to more chiropractors. I think because again, Instagram doesn't care about your bottom dollar. They care about who is interacting with this post the most. And they're going to throttle the percentage. It is not a coincidence that between five to 10% of your following, whether you have 200 or 2000 are going to see your post. So let's break this down. Let's take 200 and 2000. Well, those are big different numbers. But so let's say that you have 200 local moms who follow your page and you post something. Instagram and Facebook are going to show it between five to 10% of your followers to see how they interact with it. So in that scenario, let's say that it is gonna show between 10 to 20 local moms. I know this is where the numbers get a little skewed, but so then let's say you have 2,000 and of those 2,000, a mass majority are your friends from college, um, you know, other chiropractors. The algorithm is still only gonna show it to five to 10% initially, so 200, okay? So now you're like, well, I got 200 views instead of 20, but what percentage of those 200 were actually people in your town? Again, like, this is not a vanity project. I do not care about going viral. I don't care about it on my She Slays account. I do not care about my clinic account. Like, it is okay to follow a few, like, have your, like, couple people, you know, like, your people that you really like getting inspired by. But ultimately, I find that chiropractors are just copying each other too much anyways. You know, like, and it kind of clouds your creativity. So, like, I would much rather you just have them memorized and, like, occasionally type them in and just, like, kind of do, like, a five to ten minute, like, what are they doing? Then you following a hundred chiropractors on your page because you're not your clinic page is supposed to be interacting and seeing on their scroll local people local businesses but if your clinic is following a bunch of chiropractors and a bunch of chiropractors are following you what does your feed look like because your feed probably looks like a bunch of chiropractors and you're probably not then being very social with your community like do you see how they all kind of work together so last thing on this going viral is please start using hashtags better um if you want a bunch of chiropractors to see your hashtags use pedia hashtag pediatric chiropractic how many of you are following? So like we understand how hashtags work, right? Like the whole point is hashtags is getting shown, your content shown in front of people who are not following you, but are following that hashtag. How many of you are following hashtag pediatric dentistry? Any, anybody? No, no, not at all. Because you don't care about pediatric dentistry because you're not a pediatric dentist. Most of your moms and your community are not following hashtag chiropractic, hashtag chiro kids, hashtag like pediatric chiropractic. 
you know who is other chiropractors and that's fine so like she slays uses a ton of them because you're my people i want to get in front of dc2b chiropractic student hashtag chiropractic school hashtag grad school is life whatever like i want that because that's my target market but it my brick and mortar we're in a small town i don't get a lot of use out of hashtags except for hashtag rice lake wisconsin hashtag northwest wisconsin like a lot of the geography if you are going to use a hashtag that is like if you're posting something let's say you're doing on like concussion prevention in athletes if that's a content post then you could like often if you're in a small town and you don't have many geographic hashtags like big towns have tons of geographic hashtags that's what you want geographic based hashtags but even in a small town most of the time the school district will have a hashtag do not use that damn hashtag unless it actually is relevant to school students like that will annoy a school district more than anything of like stop using our hashtag on everything of like did you know birth outcomes are better like don't use a school you know but if you're going to be posting something on concussion prevention in like football season is here and or like you know fall sports are here you want to know how chiropractic helps with concussions hell yeah use that hashtag but just like make sure it relates if you're in a small town you have to be much more like guerrilla warfare style if you're going to use hashtags otherwise you have to fall back on being shared um and seen that way mic drop that's all i have okay i saved some time for questions like god damn i could just talk forever on this stuff so there we go. There are the six common mistakes. Um, hopefully you guys have a ton of notes, but does anybody have a question on anything? I don't have a question, but I was gonna say the comment, um, we had a speaker before that said to stay away from videos because people can take the audio and like manipulate it. So he had told us to stick more towards like pictures because internet sleuths may come out and like the boogeyman will get you kind of thing. So it is funny to see like the other side where you're like, get out there and, and be more interactive, which makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. both makes sense, but it's cool to see. Who's taking sides. the audio? Like, like, I don't know. I guess because, you know, like the crack addict videos. Oh, I hate those. Don't do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh. Especially pediatric chiropractors. Like, no. So that's a whole nother soapbox of mine is like the crack porn thing. Th those are chiropractors wanting to go viral because there's a whole crack fetish with it. And no, like, I don't care, no, whatever, do your thing. But correct, I don't adjust on video. And I, that's a really great point. Uh, so for instance, my marketing manager, uh, director said like, hey, can you film um, a, uh, an adjustment that you would for like a kid with an ear infection? Well you know, for a kid who's got an ear infection, if they're three years old, I'm probably doing a rotational adjustment. There's probably a little tiny popcorn noise. And then I'm also adjusting their ears, which usually is kind of shocking to them. And they kind of go like, Wah! um, and I, I had to say like, no, I don't think that that's not a good video. Mm -mm, no. And so I 100% agree with that. Of If you are going to show adjustments on video, my preference is to be conscious of how aggressive a manual or hvla adjustment can look in video so I, I if that's what he meant then absolutely when it comes to like demonstrating adjustments i stick to tonal work i'll demonstrate craniosacral um like yeah much more tonal stuff i would show in video but i would not show manual adjustments okay that's probably what he meant. Probably. And some people are just like still very like in the day of like, you should not accept friendship requests from like your patients. And it's like, mm, yes, mm -hmm, I get what you're saying type of thing of like that is what we were told 10 years ago. And 
is no longer really a rule of thumb. So like some people are just stuck a little bit in the old school social media stuff of like, be very, very safe. And it's like, if you want to be very, very safe, you can do that, but your social media isn't going to work for you as well as it could at all, because people don't want, they don't want stagnant. They want like somebody who's going to get on and like educate them and talk to them. And like my Facebook lives are not perfect. Like, you know, so, you know, but you can be scared. Like he's probably been burned by like somebody taking out of context, something he said. And then it's like, Oh, that sucks. But that could happen in writing too. True. Okay. I do have a question as far as like, do you recommend doing like a DC to be page or more like converting your own page into more of a chiropractic? What's your advice? That, I knew you, somebody was going to ask that because that is definitely a trend I've seen in the last six months really happen is people having their personal page and then their DC to B page. I don't think the DC to B page is a bad idea. Um, I think it gives you, but just like also do not worry about how many people are following it at all. Um, because unless you are going to stay in the community that you're currently going to school in, like, I don't want that D like if you graduate in a year from now and like you've accrued 250 followers and then you move to California, those 250 followers are kind of worthless. Like, like it's not that they're totally worthless, but they're kind of worthless, right? Like none of those people are future patients. Why it is nice is it gives you time to develop quality content. And by the time you open your doors, you can have guides, reels, educational content. So your time marketing isn't spent because so many times people spend way too much time when they're opening up on like their social media instead of just like boots to the ground, like get out there and talk to people in your community. Um, and so if your social media is pretty much already set up that all you have to do is like insert a website, organize some posts, like put an address, that's great. So like, I like that part of it, but just don't stress about anything other than quality content. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCAD because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait. 